This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Liner on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast for this final time in 2023. Yes, it is New Year's Eve as we are recording this, uh, the evening of Sunday, December 31st, 2023. Hope uh, you're having, uh, getting ready for some, uh, well, well-mannered frivolity or some such. And uh, whatever you do tonight, uh, please, I can't be more serious about this. Um, plan ahead, be safe, um, make arrangements to get you and your loved ones home safe, whatever you do tonight and whatever you're going to be doing. So, um, don't want to hear about anybody being in any sort of an accident because of recklessness. And that, that has happened before. So, um, can't be more serious about that. And so just want to get that out there before I say anything else. So, um, well, so the mermaid is off uh, for another week. Uh, everybody except me is off for another week, uh, hockey coverage-wise, uh, in our little family. Uh, so I have um, graciously uh, dragged along um, the seamstress for the band, uh, my wonderful wife, Jenny, uh, Mrs. Blue Liner, to you, along to co-host this week. Hi, guys. And it was... It was an interesting good week, um, but an also, well, I would say, mostly interesting bad week. Uh, three games, um, two regulation losses, two really bad regulation losses, and one one game that should not have been a loss. And, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, let's just go ahead and, and jump into it. So the first game, uh, actually, unfortunately, we're going to have to gloss over because – uh, it was it was Wednesday night, the twenty seventh, and I was uh, part of a uh, charity friends poker night, um, and they did have the game on there, but I unfortunately wasn't able to pay a whole lot of attention to it. I did see all of the goals. I did not like what I saw. Um, well, everybody knows what happened. It was uh, as a five to one loss, and uh, yeah, it just it started well enough. Uh, Anthony Mantha uh, got his uh, 11th to open the scoring at 412, and then it pretty much went to crap after that. Uh, Keandre Miller had himself a pretty good game, got uh, two goals. And I'm trying to look through, uh, he also had an assist on the final goal, so three-point night for him. Uh, Keandre Miller's always always uh, been on my wish list, or he has been for a while. Uh, he would look very, very good in a cap sweater. And the Caps are very, very much in need of talented defensemen who um, know what to do with the puck. And Miller is one of those guys. But, well, probably not to be, but a guy can dream. Um, 5-1 loss. Yeah, um, you can say it. Uh, Darcy Kemper not looking very good this night. Um, Had probably uh, two or three, if anybody's counting. Um, Some would say all five. He would want back, but two or three, at least uh, what I was able to see that um, probably he should have had and, and didn't. And, but from what, I, from what I saw, I think the team pretty much had quit uh, by the middle of the second period, which is something they would repeat the very next game. Um, and yeah, the offense dried up again and that all, you know, bad goaltending, bad defense, no offense. Well, almost impossible to win a game. And that that's what happened. They didn't win the game. Shots on goal total um, on paper looked pretty good. 10 for the first two periods, seven for the third total of 27. You would think that would get enough for at least two, three goals, but it just wasn't happening. 
Um, I'm sure if you check the heat map, I don't think a whole lot of chances were in front of Shesterkin, which is where you got to be, is in his face. And so, yeah, it, it's not. I mean, I was I'm willing to I was willing to draw a line through this game, uh, which we will. And then came the next two nights, uh, Friday night um, up in Long Island against the Islanders. Um, this, this is the, this is the game we're going to focus on this week because I saw a lot of things that I did not like in this game. And I saw a lot of, well, okay. So last week's double maxi size episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, my guest and I, uh, Jake, Michael, um, went over some aspects of the offense that, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not, are not, cannot be sustainable. Um, that is, that, that trend is continuing, but let me just say this. Um, what I saw in this game gives me a lot of pause about the coaching staff. And I was first alerted to this by, uh, another loyal listener, uh, the Dutch treat himself, Willem Bagus. um, who said, hey, you know what? The coaching is leaving a bit to be desired here because there's techniques, there's uh, strategies they're employing that aren't really helping them out offensively. And I saw it. I saw a lot of it. And if you if you watch the game really closely, the zone entries, especially the zone, the defensive zone exits and the zone entries are the same thing over and over and over again. And they still do it. They, they still do it, did it in last night's game, but we'll get to that. The zone exits, for some reason, the defensemen have this need to do this stupid little side or back pass before they go forward. And I'm pretty sure I heard Alan May mention this once or twice, that They need to play more of a north-south game, which means head up the ice. Don't go side to side. But for some reason, the breakout just, you know, they have to do this side to side thing before they go forward. And that's one thing I don't like. Another thing I don't like is if you notice, well, okay, so last year under LaViolette, the thing that I complained about was they gained the zone and the, the left winger would literally stop about five feet before the half boards and hold on to the puck and not go anywhere, not pass, not do anything. They don't do that anymore. But what they do do is uh, on the opposite, the right wing boards. Okay. When they gain the zone more often than not, you're going to see the two guys there. They're going to play patty cake and, and pass for about 30 to 40 seconds before they do and pass and pass. Yeah. Yeah, so so what I call yo-yo passing. You know, basically, you know, if it was a guy standing there twiddling with a yo-yo would get more done. But it's just up and down that wing, up and down past that circle. You could draw a line. You could draw a, a squiggly line that would serve as a tangent between those two circles is what they're basically doing. And between those two really bad habits it does nothing but eat up clock waste precious time and when you have go ahead i can kind of understand why they might be doing it but they they drag drag it out way too long and unfortunately watching videos the other teams have figured that out it doesn't do what they think they are intending for it to do i think they're probably intending to draw some of the defense to them thinking they can get an easy takeaway or something and then opening somebody up. Obviously they've been seeing this so often now though, that's not working. Yeah. And well, and speaking of takeaways and giveaways, something. Oh, you know, I know the, the forwards, the forwards are not completely guiltless here. Um, oh, in no, fact, not by any stretch. In fact, the the defense uh, has to improve. In fact, I would if if Jake and I had uh, oh I don't know two or three more hours. I think what what we would ended up talking about is the fact that not 
you know, even more than the forwards improving is the fact that the defense has to improve for this team to have any sort of a chance at any point in the future. Um, oh, yeah, I, a lot of those lazy passes, uh, they're taking lazy passes through the middle. And that's not working, obviously. Um, unfortunately, they're not showing since the, the app had been redesigned and everything. It used to show you takeaways and giveaways. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm a little peeved about that. I was kind of hoping I would find some stats about that. They don't even have that in the box score or or the or, or the in game. Uh, they don't even have that. I'm looking through. I'm looking for it in in the summary sheet. I don't even see it there. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not there at all. Oh, now, where you? Well, where? Where you can find it, you can find something to that effect is the play-by-play. But you would have to, but that covers every major development from the opening drop of the puck to the end of the game. So, for example, for this game, first first item, Cal Clutterbuck wins face-off against Nick Dowd. Yeah, that you're never going to find what you want. Okay, so I have found it. Okay. So if you go. Underneath the box score. All right. So, so you know where um, we see where everybody go all the way down. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I got to jump back into the game center. Okay. I'm in the box score tab. Go to where it says event summary. Event summary. Uh, okay. I was looking at the game summary. All right. So it's probably. Okay. Um. So, let's see. On the game against the Islanders, Jensen had a giveaway. Strom had a giveaway. Protus had two giveaways. Yep, I found Javier it. Javier had two. Amantha had one. Rasmus Trevor, had two, Trevor I had think. one. Carlson had two. And how does, how does the goalie have a giveaway? Um, if he handles the puck and passes, tries to pass it, and it goes to the other other team. Okay, and uh, there were four total takeaways that we and, had. Right on that. So, game. I I found this thing. I, I um, it, it's Whoa. it's uh, statsmuse.com. and uh, so if you Google. Um, NHL 2023 giveaway leaders. Um, there's a site called statsmuse.com that um, keeps track of stuff like that uh, better than most sites. And um, here's what I found very interesting. Number one in the whole league uh, out of players who have the most giveaways. Uh, yes, Nikita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Guess who's number two? Um, obviously it's one of our guys. Well, yeah. Um, would it be, uh, Carlson by any chance? Yes, it would. Uh, I was afraid of that. And, uh, yeah, he can partially be excused because part of his job is to bring the puck up the ice more often than not in his 20 to 30 minutes of, of playing time. And once, you know, if you do that often enough, yeah, sometimes you're going to have <laughs> an accident. An errant pass or two. And, and yeah, something go awry. Um, now, add to that, unfortunately, the fact that um, he's a little sloppy in his own end sometimes. Uh-huh. And, yeah, there you have that. Now, um, I might, I if I can remember, I might actually post this uh, on the Facebook page. but. Um, way down on the same list in the top 20 or so is another Washington Capitals defenseman. Not Jensen. Yes, Jensen. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I hate to keep, I hate to keep sounding like I'm dumping on him, but this is yet another, you know, this is, you know, another, another thing that, you know, makes me. Wring my hands and not, you know, kind of 
wish and hope and pray he doesn't do anything stupid with the puck when he whenever he gets it. But further evidence to the contrary, I guess. Unfortunately, he just I and I I wish I knew what it was this year. I really do. But yeah, because you was all you were all Team Jensen last year. Well, he was. He was very good last year. I think he played above his ability last year, but unfortunately, it looks like this year he's he's regressed. And I hate to say it, but the the extension they signed him to was a mistake. is is looking like a mistake at this point. And uh, to that end, um, well let's let's go ahead let's go ahead and get to the game summary. Okay. Because uh, I'm I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Um, all right, so. Okay. Um, no score in the first period. No. And then, not unlike the Rangers game, several oh, minutes. Here's what's funnier about that. Oh boy. Um. So Manta scored four minutes and some seconds in in the second period. Uh huh. Um, the Rangers game. Yeah. Um. So he scored 4-12. The first goal scored in the Islanders game was at 4:51 in the second period. Yeah, something about the fifth minute of the second period and everything so, goes like, to crap for this it. team. Yeah. <laughs> Other than we didn't corpers. Yeah, it's it's like they're all in a senior citizens home and they've had their tapioca pudding and uh, good night everybody. Yeah. Uh yeah. That's uh, pretty much how this team has operated the last several games, uh, not counting last night. Last night, I'll, I'll say, was a better effort, but we'll get to that. Um, J.P. Peugeot uh, opens the scoring uh, with his third, uh, fifth minute of the period. Um, and then 70 seconds later, Noah Dobson, point shot. Um, this is the one uh, I would definitely say Kemper needed to have. Had to, had to, had to have. First one, there was, let's go ahead and call up the replay. So the first one, first, Paggio's first goal. All right, so they've covered the zone. They turn it over, and here come the Islanders. One of about 5,000 three-on-twos turns into a four-on-two. And, yeah, uh, four-on-two, I mean, uh, Kemper looked a little off on this one, but, I mean, come on, it's a four-on-two. How, 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 as a goalie, you're going to set, I don't know. So something of a pass here. Um, but the second goal, he was set, and he was square to the shooter, and he he definitely should have had that one, the Dobson goal uh, at 6-0-1. And that, that kind of, uh, yeah, that was, that was the, when the snowball got a little bigger and it was – it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, starting to be really, really bad at that point to be kind. And then the third period hit and it really started to fall apart. Three goals, three more goals, including, uh, Pajot closing the scoring for the Islanders where he literally walks around Rasmus Sandin. So I'm calling up the replay and I'm, I'm going to call it as I see it. So the replay starts in the Islanders end, bad pass. By Mantha, they recover it. And yeah, 44 Pajot. Rasmus Sandin supposed to have him in front. Pajot literally walks around him, walks around him. And I'm seeing the replay again. Okay, so the Islanders clear. Pajot gets it in the middle. Sandin does absolutely nothing. Kind of swings a stick at him a couple times, but does absolutely nothing. Van Riemsdyk has the opposite side. It hits him in the skate, takes a lucky bounce to Pajot. Sandine, I don't know what he's doing, but he's 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 swinging his stick at him like that's going to stop him and just cannot get, get around him. Pajot, it, it's like he's, you know, on his way to a picnic or something, goes around him and then roofs it. Now, maybe Kemper should have had that. Maybe not. You can make your own judgment on that. But Sandine has to be better on that. Has to be. The defense, the defense was, uh, to say the least, awful that night. Um, yeah, so it I'm, really was. Yeah, it, had it not been, had it not been for the fact that 
Uh, Nicholas Obey Kubel um, spoiled the shutout in literally the last minute. Nick Jensen would have been a minus four. He was a minus three. And Sandine would have been a minus three. He was a minus two because they happened to both be on the ice by sheer luck, sheer dumb luck on Nicholas Obey Kubel's goal. By the way, that's not to take away from NAK, but that's pretty much how that goal was scored. Sheer dumb luck. (laughs) I unfortunately had gone to bed at that point, so I did not see that. Oh, I saw it. And I don't even, I don't, this one, I don't need the replay. Um, Obey Kubel uh, broke through the middle and he intended to take a shot. He whiffed on it. And uh, Ilya Sorokin misplayed it. He just missed it because he was prepping for a shot that was going to go high to one side or the other. It slid on the ice right through him and into the net. And yeah, uh, and uh, our offensive wizards had nary a clue how to get, you know, several games ago, they put three up on the Islanders. So it's not like, and here's what gets me. The Islanders had, Three of their best defensemen, their top three defensemen, out due to injury. All of them right, out due to injury. So they should have done a lot better, the Caps should have, than put up just one fluky goal in 60 minutes of play. And the bullshit that I described, um, all, the, all the unnecessary passing, all the non-imaginative crap, you know what I feel like? You know what, you know what they, they remind me of when I see all of that? You ever, I, I, I doubt you'll remember, but you remember the Police Academy movies? Uh-huh. Yeah, Police Academy 2, where they actually get hired on to a, a, a precinct. There's one scene where the captain is in a Japanese restaurant, and the chef is doing these, hey, hi, hey, hey chopping uh-huh. the, the, and the, yeah, after like. like when you go to yeah, yeah, exactly. And then after, like, 30 seconds of this, the, he just looks up at him and says, is all that crap really necessary? <laughs> and that's what I thats what I can't help but think of every time I see all that crap. Is it necessary? It's not necessary. It's crap. It's bullshit. It's stuff you do to make yourself look like a damn hockey player. Look, I will never play a minute of professional hockey in my life. I get that. But if I can see that this is not getting results, come on. Right. No, I get it. But yeah, between that and and the the, the gazillion odd man rushes, this was going to be nothing but disaster. And right. So, but here's my question, and I, I don't know if this makes a difference or not. Did the team stay in New York after the game on Wednesday, or did they come home and fly back? Yeah. I would imagine they did. I mean, I suppose I can do a little bit of fact checking, but I would imagine they would have had to. Because they looked tired to start the game. There was no, there was just no, from what I saw of the game, which granted I did not see the whole game, they looked tired I mean they just did not seem like they really really were in the mood to be there yeah yeah I would agree I would so definitely I agree with that if, so I, I was just wondering if maybe they decided to which would have been silly to me to come home and then go back but I don't know. But they did. They looked tired. I don't know. Maybe they had. They looked tired and they didn't look like they wanted to be doing it. Maybe they had their end of the year party. I don't know. I don't know. But, ugh. Yeah. They they looked completely lifeless. They looked out of it. Um, it wasn't it wasn't all that bad of a third period from what I saw a third a first period that you know, that they played. So let's, okay. But then you take into consideration Lindgren and Farivari getting hurt. Well, okay, I get that. I get that. 
Um, and and yeah, it happened on the same shift, but well, where is the damn? The injury may not have happened on the same shift, but they both came out at the same time. Right. And okay, so hmm. they actually had their lowest shot total in the third in the first period. Eight. They mm-hmm. actually ramped ramped it up, but I'm pretty sure none. Not very many. It, and I wish I wish there was a really quick way. I, I should have saved it. But I know I saw the heat map from naturalstattrick.com, which shows. And if you've never seen one of those things, the darker areas, if the if your offense is doing the right thing, is playing the right way, getting, you know, the best chances, the darker areas of the heat map should always be in the slot area or within about 10 feet of the crease. And I'm pretty sure what I saw was nothing like that. Yeah, they don't have that on here. And which leads me to another observation about this team. Uh, Now, again, last week, Jake and I discussed, he had these ideas about bringing in um, a couple of certain players who are known to provide offense. Well, I disagreed with him. And uh, adding a little fuel to that fire is the fact that, well, yeah, obviously the guy, they need a guy who can put the puck in the net, obviously. But I think more than anything, they need a way to generate more chances, more quality chances. And the way you do that is with good old fashioned elbow grease and grit. Greasy goals. That because well, we're not getting close enough to the crease to get greasy goals. And that's because we have nobody, nobody that can do that. All right, no, no, we have one guy, and he's, he's on the injured, injured list. He's on the injured list right now. Well, Willie tries. He just Willie's kind of big. And so he's and he's, he's got look, he's got pace. he's got hands too, but I think He's he's got so many responsibilities out there. He right. can't always go right. to the net. And look, yeah, Anna's going to kill me. Go ahead. He can't always go to the net because they've got him passing and they've got him doing this and they got him doing that. And yeah, but I mean, yeah, he can get in there and he can be that person to get the greasy goals. But then you've got to be concerned about okay, well, is he going to do something and they're going to call him back for interference or are they going to? automatically below whistle on him because it's Tom Wilson. So he's obviously done something wrong. Yeah, that, no, that, that's, that's true. I don't get, I I have noticed that this year. I do not understand why all of a sudden he's under the microscope again. Right. I I think the whole fricking team is under a microscope, but we'll, 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 I keep saying it. I keep saying it. I keep saying it, but we'll definitely get to it. Anyway, uh, Anna's going to kill me when I say this, but unfortunately, I think to a very small extent, not to one, uh, not not to the same as uh, our captain, but I think uh, age is starting to catch up. Age and injuries are starting to take their toll. And when well, I can see injuries, but I I don't think age so much because from what I've seen, he does not seem to be slowing down any. I don't know. I think everybody's just afraid to shoot this year. Well, the, here's the thing. They were afraid to shoot last year, too. Oh. And that that's what disappoints the hell out of me with this with this coaching staff. You would have thought you would have thought that that was that was the first thing they would have corrected. Right. OK, so Obi, one shot on goal in the Islanders game. Well, let me double check. That doesn't, yeah, yeah. 17 minutes of ice time. Yeah, one shot on goal. Right. LaPierre and Obe Kubel with 11 and 14 minutes of ice time had more shots. Edmondson had more shots. Good Lord. (laughs) Did he really? shots on goal. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Let me go see something. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's something going on. And I don't know what's 
going on, but yeah, it, it's getting. I know we're in an unofficial official rebuild, but I okay. Well, that, okay, so so that's that's the other thing, and I look. My faith in it has has been shaken to the core this week. I will admit that, but I think the plan in and of itself is still solid. The three-year plan that I'm seeing that this, this team is on is still solid, but it may not, it may not end very well if the coaching staff does not learn to make better adjustments in the games. Right. And they've got to make it now. Okay. I do see him. I do see Cadbury trying. Carberry. I mean, Jesus, the cart Carberry, whatever. Why can't I call him Cadbury? It's easier. I'll remember it because then it's the, the Easter eggs. <sighs> but okay, now I realize that we've only played thirty, what, thirty-three games, thirty-four games. Okay. Yes. So I, I I found stuff. It's probably scary that I find things. How many, okay, so in 2021, or 20 through 2021, 20, COVID years, okay? The shortened COVID season. Right. OV played 45 games. Okay. 182 shots. <clears throat> okay. 34 games. Only 126 shots. got to find my mathical. Well, and I have heard very, very loud whispers that he's hurt. He's averaging less than three shots, right around three shots a game right now. Averaging. I don't know if I want to believe any of those whispers, but some games. What whispers are you hearing? Well, okay. So the whole thing about the cupping for one. And, and, you know, if you go to a lot of the different fan rooms, they all say, well, he looks slow. Uh, he's hurt. I think he's hurt is, is, is the thing whenever people make a comment now, look, that's the court of public opinion on social media. So, you know, take that for, you know, a half a grain of salt, Right. But, but still, I mean, it's, it's obvious to a lot of people that, he may not be 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. So the cupping thing, my concern is where you, you're you seeing those bruises. Um, he may well, Okay. Let me, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. So where you're seeing, would that be a reason for him taking less shots? Uh, yeah, if his shoulders are fucked up. So where you see the bruises under his sweater up along his neck. Um. Oh. Hang on. I'm not sure which muscle group it is, but it's one of the muscle groups that, um, go down into the shoulder. Sound like the trapezius. Um, it could be. Yeah, the upper trap. Um, you know from experience with my shoulder stuff, how tight those get and how bad I have issues moving. So that could legitimately be a reason he's not able to, or he's not taking as many shots. But um, I went back and the lockout year. 20, was that 2012? 2013-14, I want to say. 2012-2013, they only played 48 games. He had 220 shots that year. So, uh, yes. 10 years, he's 10 years younger. Right. I, I understand that. And unfortunately, because when he takes a shot, you see, you see how much torque he has on the stick. Yeah. So you know it's not just, oh, I'm just going to bat this and I'm not going to worry about it. 
he's putting everything he's got into those shots. So, yeah, there could be some wear and tear, unfortunately, in the shoulders. Um, that could be a reason that he's having issues. For it to be this dramatic of a drop-off, though, is leading me more to there's some sort of an injury or something that has been nagging that he has not addressed. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want it to be a situation. I, I'm, I don't see that OV is in, I mean, okay. So in the pregame warmups and the tunnel stuff and all of that, that they do. Yes. He still has that energy and that excitement for the game. I'm not seeing that translate onto the ice. Because to be honest, if he can't make those big shots like he from his office and stuff like that, like he did um, the game last night, if he can't do that, put him in front of the crease. Let him be that greasy goal guy. We know he can do it. He's done it before. He has. So if he can't make those shots like he was doing before, then use his talent and his skill elsewhere. The well, okay. Problem- so it's. Go, go ahead. I was going to say the problem with that, though, putting him in, in, in the crease and letting him be the greasy goal guy, he can't handle the puck where shit. I've seen that a lot this year. He has a really hard time handling the puck. I think they leave him in his office because he doesn't have to skate much and he doesn't have to move much. And then all he's got to do is wait for that shot to come to him, and he shoots and he scores. He's going to have to change how he plays the game if he can't take those shots like he was. And he's done it before. He has done it before, but you don't see it on any sort of consistency. No. Or you don't see it on any kind of regularity. Well, okay, so here's the thing. What all that you just said makes sense, but at the same time, um, same game, yeah, one shot on goal, but three hits. Right. If he's hurt, what is he doing hitting people? He's frustrated because he can't hear, so he's going to say, okay, I'm going to go. Okay, so the thing is going to be, how is he doing the hits? Is he doing shoulder hits? Is he doing hip checks? How is he hitting? Oh, he's not doing hip checks. He's leading with his shoulder and running over people or running them into the board back first. Right. So that could be a, a thing. I mean, he's like, well, if I can't shoot, well, then I'm going to do this. And I don't know. But yes, I get your point. But honestly, if it's his trap that he's having problems with, you can ram somebody with your shoulder all you want. That's not going to affect you being able to get that cork and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I, muscular, I get it. If it is a muscular injury, which would is what would lead me to believe with the cupping and the things like that, that we know he's been doing because you've seen the bruises on his neck. It's a muscular thing. He's either strained or tweaked or, or something, and they're trying to get blood flow to the area, which is why you would do cupping. Or there's a tear that they're trying to heal. Uh, but he doesn't want to take the time off because that's his job is hockey. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look at some of the injuries I've worked through. Well, yeah, that that that's true. And unfortunately it's he's become so much a part of the team's identity and right, that, given given the fact the without him. right and given the fact that um they can't find scoring as it is um right they can't pull him cuz i mean if they pull i mean they're finding scoring it's just unconventional but that, that, that's a good word i i'm just saying i mean but again, we're getting hit with the injury bug. So, I mean, we need the we need the guys to get get healthy and stay healthy and stop getting hurt. 
but the schedule sure to hell ain't ha- helping. No, no, it's not. And it's, it's, it's not going to help. And, um, unfortunately, um, the most hopeful of our fans are, are hope, uh, looking at, uh, maybe another playoff run, uh, me being the realist, at least for this year, since again, this is year one, um, they're not going to make the playoffs and that's just reality. But if, if they're, they hope to at least contend for a playoff spot, this is the part of the year. These next uh, 15 to 25 games or so, a lot of division opponents, um, a lot of back-to-backs, a lot of teams. Yeah. A lot of teams. Go ahead. January, they have three back-to-backs. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And um, one of them, one of them is a, one of them is a, is a road home. A, a home right right home. off the get-go, right off the get-go, uh, 2024, Pittsburgh and New Jersey. Right. And then the, that weekend, the 13th and the 14th, it's a back-to-back home and home. Um, back that, that, yeah, it's a home and home with the Rangers that weekend, that yeah. next weekend. Uh huh. And then they go out west or the, to the Midwest and they have a back to back while they're out there the last scheduled week of that month. So, right, right from the get go, you know, 2024, they're already looking at, you know, some tough games. Yeah, February's not quite so bad, but then Jesus Christ, what the hell happened in March? Well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But that's yeah, that that's what's looking at him in the face. Um, I think if if you're hoping the Caps get back to the playoffs, January is your make or break month. Right. Yeah, because we've got uh, Pittsburgh, the Devils, Carolina, the Rangers twice. I mean, lots of teams. They got lots of teams. They got to bank points against. Hmm. But again, they're they're early in the transition period, so you know I I hate to keep harping on it, but everybody's going to kind of have to lower their expectations for the for the near future. But right, I mean, we we've got to take take into consideration we don't have Backy again this year. So we're ever again, a lot of or well, let's be realistic, back-y. ever ever again. You know, I'm going to maintain some hope. Yeah, I, I know, okay. I know, but we we can't call it over yet. I mean, until he says, "Look, I'm having to retire," it's not over. Um, so we've got that facing us right now. We've got Milano out. We got Oshi out again. I mean, Jesus, how many games has Oshi missed this year due to injury? At least a dozen. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oshi has only played 21 games. So about a dozen. Yeah, no. A little more. A little more. A little more. A yeah. Baker's dozen. Let's see, Milano has only played 23 games. So, I mean, we've got that facing us. And then Kuzi and his illnesses, whatever the heck them was, he's he's only missed four games, so it's not too, too bad. But, I mean, it's just a lot of injuries, and they're not little easy fix injuries. I mean, poor Faravari, let's see. He's missed six games and probably will not be. Although they haven't made an announcement that they're putting them on LTR, so or um, IR, IR, IR would be the first step. But yeah, no, that that, that's actually encouraging that they haven't said anything about that. Oh, that's the uh, yeah, that that's the other thing. I mean, I I don't want to get too much into that, but uh, what was that all about? The foreseeable future thing. Yeah, I come on, you got it. I think he could have definitely had. He could have worded that a lot better. I, I'm sorry to pick nits, but he could have worded that a lot better. Mm-hmm. You don't throw out. 
you don't throw out that, that something of an absolute like that with very little information just after the game. You say right, you're a coach. You say they're going to be evaluated. We don't know. It probably doesn't look good, but we don't we don't know. They'll be evaluated. We'll have more later. That's what you say. Of, it shouldn't even be a situation of it don't look good. They need to be evaluated as soon as we get home. As soon as we get to where we can be, they will be evaluated fully. Yeah, that that's what you say when you're a coach. It's boring. It's coach speak. It's cliche. I get all that, but that's what you're supposed to say. Right. That's what you're supposed to say, but you also have to realize that he is the youngest. Yeah, I I, I know. I know. He's oh, he's, he's learning. Important. He's learning as as he goes. I I'll look, and that that's the biggest reason I'm I'm giving him and the whole staff a pass. But again, what I saw these past two games, and look, it's not like they've this edition of the team hasn't lost back to back games, but to lose them this badly, and to to oh, look. Okay, so the Nashville game wasn't a that bad of a loss. Well, no, the but the game we won. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, now that now that we've brought that up, the final game of the week, we'll we'll be covering that. Now that we're finally there, uh, they still had a lot of bad habits in that game. Still oh, a yeah, lot of not as many. A lot of bad habits. Not as many, uh, but still a lot of turnovers, still a lot of ill advised plays, still not enough north south, um, still a lot of odd man rushes that they gave to the Predators. And I think they let the Predators own the middle of the ice in the offensive zone a little too much. Um, yeah. And if that, if you saw the opening goal, you'll know what I mean. But, you know, the Caps played well enough this game so that they were in it at least until literally the final whistle. Yeah, they were. Um, so let's, okay, so let's go ahead and run through the summary. Um. Luke Evangelista, who is one of these guys that, I don't know, Caps have a really bad habit of making mediocre-ass players look good. This guy's another one of them. He scored the last game they played, gets another one on this play. Um, then they give up a power play. Uh, Roman Yossi, uh, hell of a shot. Now, I don't know where you fall on this, but uh, you can either give Hunter Shepard a pass on this one and say it was a hell of a shot because it squeaked through the armpit. Oh, this was the armpit shot. Yes, and this, yeah, it was a. You can either call it a very good shot by Yossi or a mistake by Shepard. Uh, six and one half dozen of the other. I I say it's both. But well, there's a combination of both. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it looked not very good for the Caps. And then Beck Malenstein, um, speaking of greasy goals, well, it, I don't know. I don't know. If this qualifies as greasy, but. This this was pretty good. No, this, this is was him being in the right place at the right time and getting his own rebound. Well, this is right, right, and this is the more of the style the Caps need to play. So let's call up the replay on this one. Um, I'm I'm my own Warner Wolf. Uh, look up that reference if you if you believe it. Okay, so shoot, I missed it. Uh, I talked over my own intro. Okay, so it breaks into the zone. Uh, Malenstein more or less starts the play, forces a turnover. Well, and he more than less started the play. He's the one that made the play. He brought it over the blue line. He, he didn't bring it. No, he didn't. Okay, I'm looking at the replay. He didn't bring it over the over the blue line. He forced a turnover and he stole it. And then he, instead of shooting it, he did a cross ice over to, uh, who is that? Okay, back to the point. It, it, uh. Okay, he he uh, he brought it to the right circle. It ended up back to the point, and then it caused a rebound. He got the rebound. The shot, no, the shot hit somebody in front. It right. hit a predator's defenseman in front. And got it in. Or Dowd, I'm not sure. Dowd was in front setting the screen. Um, okay, it was Van Riemsdyk. Van Riemsdyk with a shot from the point. It hit off a Predators defenseman, bounced to Malenstein, who had by then skated behind the net and over to the right side of the crease, about three feet away from Askarov, the goalie. Right. And was Johnny on the spot, collected the rebound, put it away for the opening goal at 10-25 for the Caps. Right. 
They need to play more like that. I, you know, and I get it was a busted play and a little bit of puck luck, but they need to do stuff like that, more like right, that. That's going to be the only way they're going to be able to get some puck luck right now. It is to make their own puck luck. Right. Okay. Now the next goal, the game tying goal. This. Yay, this was a thing of beauty. And yeah, maybe just maybe the thing we were talking about, maybe he's finally, this is a sign he's finally getting over that. But wow. I mean, this is vintage Ovechkin. Oh yeah, definitely. And hell yes, we're going to call up the replay on this. So it was actually the tail end. Again, what? He only had two shots on goal. I get that, but you know, Yes, I know Another one, one which... went in, so that's great. But you know what? Let me see. I, I'm gonna go look. Well, while see you're seeing, find. while you're seeing, I'm 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 gonna do up the replay. So the dying seconds of the Caps power play in the uh, in the 16th minute, uh, the 15th minute of of the period. Strom gains the zone cross ice pass to the office. Okay, let's go back. Actually. So, uh, all right, Carlson gains the zone, drops it off to Protus. Protus finds Strom. Strom with a cross-ice pass to the circle in the office. Ovi blasts it. Goal. Right. Perfect. What we've been waiting for all year. Well, he's yes, actually done it once, once, once before. But, yeah, what we've been waiting for for a while. And I hope this is a sign of bigger and better things to come. But yeah, so that was the game tire and it came just after like two seconds after the power play had expired. Yeah, that was annoying, but that's okay. Okay. So I'm not so upset right now. So I I did some more snooping. So while he only had two shots on goal, he did have six attempts blocked. Okay. So he is still trying to shoot. That's just not making it through to the goalie. Well, I also read somewhere that he he's got like four or five that have gone off a post or crossbar. Oh, that doesn't surprise me because I know there was one night where Jesus, every time he had he shot, it was going off the crossbar. I think that was the Toronto game where he had thirteen shots on goal. Probably. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> here's a funny thing. Um, and we're, I, I, I've been promising it. I, I look, we're about to get to it, but so the four or five off the post or crossbar plus the four he's had called back due to yeah. further review. Yeah. Those ones are starting to irritate the shit out of me that. Okay. So that's eight. He's got how many this year? This Officially seven. seven? I think he so, officially had seven this year plus okay so so even if he's even okay so if half of those go in if half of those are allowed or go in he's got 11 now no that's not great but that still at least puts him on pace for something close to a 30 goal season right closer anyway but right which is more realistic for a guy his age but I, I I don't know. Now, but I mean, now that we go ahead, we have been spoiled. I mean, we've had how many fifty goal seasons from Levy? I get it. I, I get but that, we, and, we and as they say, that he is not a spring chicken anymore. Right. He, nobody's nobody's ever defeated or outskated or outmaneuvered Father Time. Nobody ever will, and we right exactly. Yeah, we get but that. Four, but four shots. Period in a period between the entire team is not going to cut it. Yeah, no that that was that was piss poor, and that that's yet another sign that the coaching staff needs to learn how to better adjust for things. Because I mean, Nashville dominated the first period easily. They dominated the second. We were lucky to oh, get yeah, the they, you know, game tire. I'm like, when the hell did we show up? I mean, at least we showed up for the third. They showed up for the third, that's for sure, especially the last five minutes. They they ran the game for sure the last five minutes. But they and can't wait till the last five minutes of the game to try and win it. 
no, they can't. And I don't know if that's, you know, I, I went back and forth with my friend, Doug Lucerarian about this. He says it's the players. I say it's the coaching. It's probably somewhere in between a it's mix a of combination of the both. Right. Because I know as a manager, you can talk until you're blue in the face. Uh, you're doing what you need to be doing to get your results where they need to be. If the, the, the rest of your team is not playing into it, it ain't going to work. Well, uh, and that's that's what this year is for to find out who is who is you know willing to do more than just be a passenger and uh, come this season if if the if the GM is worth his salt he's going to figure out who the passengers are and tell them to get the hell off the bus. Yeah, but you got to be careful because they're not supposed to do an official rebuild until Obi's contract is up. Well, they're not. They're doing it piecemeal. That's why it's 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 a rebuild that it's a rebuild that is taking longer Forever. than the standard. Yeah, the the standard amount of time. That's why, unfortunately, we as Caps fans, as frustrating as it is at times, have to try to be a little more patient. And and that's why I say three years, three years, three years, because. Two things are going to happen in three years. A lot of contracts that are albatrosses right now are going to come off and should not, hopefully will not be renewed. And well, I don't by, think Carlson is going to be renewed. I'm sorry. I don't think it is either. Um, I, I think by then he'll have, he'll have not, not be worth resigning by then, unfortunately, or fortunately, the way you want to look at it. Um, also, by then, uh, our younger players will have developed a lot more, and the draft picks from last year and beyond will be at the very least worthy of a longer look in Hershey and or D.C. Right. That's why I keep saying three years. Right, and I, I can see that, but I also know, I mean... We're seeing more of the younger players this year than we ever have in the past, which is great. I love it because I like seeing McMichael be able to take his stand and, and show, hey, I'm a part of this team. I'm worth being here. Let me play. I love seeing that from him. Protus. I mean, look at Protus this year. I mean, yes, he's still struggling, but he's been out there and he's doing what he needs to do. Um Phillips, we, we've talked. We, yeah, we've had that issue. You've had that conversation about. Phillips. Oh, we we've had it, and I will say it one last time. I think, unfortunately, the Matt Phillips experiment needs to end now. I mean, he's trying. He's plucking. I, I, I get mean, that. He could be that person that gets in and be that greasy gold guy, but he's too little. He's going to get knocked away. He's too. He's too small. He is not there's no way and he's not look it's not as if you know a small guy is a death sentence in the nhl no, because uh, we've case seen in point before case in point martin st louis nathan gerby uh, sherry cotwell to to a lesser extent but yeah um but i'm talking about guys who lasted long and, and made great careers well, yeah, no, I, I get Gerby, that. Gerby, you can argue, but, you know, at least uh, he, you know, he, he fit in pretty well. Anyway, uh, the point is, Phillips does not, he's not built like any of those guys. No, he's not. He he is not built. He is, okay, when, oh, who was it that was complaining about being scrawny? He's scrawny. He's little and he's scrawny. When we were watching one of the drafts, who was I? I was complaining about somebody being too scrawny, and he finally grew into himself, and he looks much better. Who was? Was that Protus I was talking about being scrawny? Might have been Protus. But Protus has definitely grown into himself, and he's good now. But yeah, Phillips is just, he's little, and he's bitty, and he's scrawny, and he just, and he's also not a not a good enough he's also not a good enough skater to get away from the checks. So 
if he yeah. at least had that, then then he'd have some value at least. If he but... had some more speed on the skates, yeah, then he we could figure out how to use him better. But he's just he's not very fast. He's not. Yeah, he doesn't even have that attribute. So. I mean, unfortunately, at this point, all he's doing is taking up a roster spot that right. they could be using to evaluate somebody else. And, right. you know, three years is going to blow by is sooner than you know it. So right. they can't really and, afford to waste any time. Right. And, and based on what's going on in Hershey right now, we got some players in Hershey that probably need a look. Yes. I'm going to throw out a name, uh, not to get into that discussion for too long, but I'm going to throw out a name here. Riley Sutter is is one of them. And I mentioned uh, players with grit. Um, he's got that, and he's loaded. He's loaded with grit. And I think the Caps could use a lot more of that definitely right now. Okay, and we're going to call a halt to the action. Approximately one hour in the show. There's much more to go. Um, so this is going to run long. My apologies. But uh, again, Happy New Year to your listening. It's going to be late, but it's well worth it. I promise you. We're going to get into the finale of the Nashville game. And of course, the controversial um, sort of ending that led up to it. And, a, and an extended discussion as to why the NHL offices suck. So do please hang around and... I think you'll enjoy it very much.